0: Today, Father Paul begins his discussion of Genesis chapter 20, noting functional parallels with the Roman household in the New Testament. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Genesis chapter 20. From there, Abraham journeyed toward the territory of the Negev and dwelt between Kaddish and Sure, and he sojourned in Gerar. Okay, very interesting. In the original Hebrew, this wordplay will be iterated in chapter 26 with Isaac. And please, to my hearers, notice the connections between the stories and the locations, as we shall see in a more specific way in the following chapter in 21. Again, another example where the original is not only important, but it is of the essence. If one does not hear or read in the original, one is not reading the scripture that was written by the original author, which means one is reading another book, as simple as that. So he journeyed towards the territory of the Negev, which is the south. And the stress on the south is underscored with the locations of Kaddish and Shur, which will be heard of during the Exodus. It is, if you like, and that will become even more important in the following chapter, that we are at the most southern part of what I refer to as the Syrian desert, and the beginning of the Arabian desert. Now again, geographically, they are the same desert as we heard in Genesis chapter 2, where we have the Euphrates and the Tigris, and also the mention of the two rivers in the area of Havila and in the area of Egypt, Ethiopia, Kush in the south. So we're really going into that area, and... When I'll discuss the next chapter, I'll show how in the Quran we have a take on that. They understood correctly what was going on. So we are in the south of the Syrian desert. And we have the statement that he sojourned in Gerar. Now when you hear it in Hebrew, it's very powerful, which is... Impossible in any other language. And the sound is Wayagur Bigar, which means that the name Gerar and the verb Gur or Garar are from the same root. In other words, it is as though he stayed in that land that was named after one staying. That is very powerful. And that will be stressed when we find also Isaac living there. But before Isaac, and I'll get back to that in chapter 21, where we have Ishmael already with Abraham in that area. Very powerful, very important. And thus we are in the wilderness, as we shall hear very clearly later. And he made out of the wilderness his home. That would be the best translation. (laughs) And he made of the wilderness a play in which one gur. Okay. Place of Sajodornik in Gerar. And Abraham said to Sarah his wife, She is my sister, and Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. Interesting, later we'll hear that Abimelech is the king of the Philistines, and here we hear that he was the king of Gerar. That for me says it, and it will become clearer when we hear the other texts about Abimelech, also concerning Isaac that we have the Philistines that I explain in my book as being reflective of the Greeks that came through the sea and they spread around and they entered into the tents of Shem as we heard earlier in Genesis. All this, for me, it is in the text. You know, I don't care about what my hearers think and the other scholars think. They can say whatever they want. I'm reading the text and inviting my hearers to realize how it sounds to the original hearer who knows Hebrew. And God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, you are a dead man. It's interesting that in this particular story, the sequence is turned around. It's like in the modern movies where you have flashbacks, you know. Already we hear about the mention of the mistake that Abimelech did. Because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Again, let's use this time to learn some Hebrew. We have not the Isha of an Ish, but we have the beulat Baal. Okay, very interesting. Baal is the name that's given to the man, the owner of the house, the Baal. God refers to himself in Hosea. As Ish and Baal. And notice how the woman is introduced in conjunction with the Baal. In other words, she is the mistress of the house. We will hear later how Hagar refers to her as her mistress. Okay. And we are already close enough, at least to the famous pater familias and mater familias. There you have it already. So the way the Isha is linked to Ish also the Ba'ula is connected to the Baal. Again in the original, notice how in English a man's wife, ask anyone who has heard so many times a man and his wife and so on, would opt for Ish and Isha but this is what we do not have in the original. Now People tell me, well, is this important in this case? Well, perhaps in this case, it's not important. That's fine with me. So long as we remember that it is so, so that if at one point in the future we have a play on that, then the hearer has to admit that it is in the text itself. You're not making it up. And this is where I critique that famous easy Jesus when you read into the text and most of the time it's the same thing you know how people do it's the same thing no it's not if we have a different word now Abimelech had not approached her so he said Lord will thou slay an innocent people okay are you going to slay someone who is sa'diq, righteous correct according to the law And he defends himself. Very interesting text. Did he not himself say to me, she is my sister, and she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands, very interesting statement in Hebrew, in the totality, totalness, wellness of my heart, which is the core, the mind, and in the Innocence of my palms, my hands. In other words, in thought and in action. Okay, there was nothing wrong with my decision. My decision was based on the statement of Abraham. And here, Abraham (laughs) and later Isaac also, each one of them is presented as technically lying to save his life. Okay? That's the statement. Now comes the interpretation, but it has to be based on that. Namely, that Abraham did not have enough trust in God that he would be able to take care of Sarah, to whom God promised that he would give a son. Okay, interesting that Abraham is making a big deal. When technically, you know, he was not able to produce children. Okay. So ultimately, and we shall hear it from him, that he is intending to save his life, his own life, Abraham. Then God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know that you have done this in the integrity of your heart, and it was I who kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Very interesting text where God is protecting and taking care of the outsider. And we shall hear this again in chapter 21. Very important way of putting the story. It is I who preserved you, Abimelech. Not your decision, nor the lie of Abraham. Actually, The lie of Abraham would have allowed Abimelech to commit the sin. That's the funny thing. But God intervened. Now then, restore the man's wife for he is a prophet and he will pray for you and you shall live. So very early on, we have this mention of the prophet that is linked to Abraham which is picked up in the Quran. A prophet is someone who speaks on behalf of God to the people and on behalf of the people to God. We see this again and again in the prophetic books. So very interesting text that Abraham is presented as a prophet. Later we shall hear the same thing in conjunction with Moses who will be the prophet of Aaron who is presented as a god to Moses. So the function of the prophet is very important and one can make already a jump into 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die. Mut tamut, which is the same wording as Genesis 20, 17. Fantastic! So if you go back to the word sadiq earlier, will thou slay an innocent people? Goy Sadiq, it is because Sadiq, one more time, is connected to the law. Sadiq technically means legal, and the first time we heard of Mut was in conjunction with a command that God gave Adam. You see how one makes the connection In this case, it's clear in English, uh, whatever the translation is, if you can have it in the translation, this interconnection of statements, that's fine. All I'm saying is that you don't have it all the time. And that's the trouble with the translation. So Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told them all these things. And the men were very much afraid Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? And how have I sinned against you that you have brought on me and my kingdom? A great sin. Okay, very powerful statement. Meaning that the real culprit here is Abraham. He was thinking only of himself, as we shall hear soon wanted to save his skin the same person who could not have a child and god granted him a child the same person who was saved from egypt in chapter 13 and so on and so forth you have done to me things that ought not to be done so technically in this text abimelech was the sadiq and abraham was not the sadiq he was not Legal, he was not correct, he was not truthful. Okay? We are practically in the letter of Paul to the Romans. You see how scripture works. That Paul, the literary Paul, there was no Paul, you know, is connected in his writing to the message of the Old Testament. And this is what I defend in all my books. That Paul was not inspired. I don't like this word. Paul understood correctly the Old Testament. And Abimelech said to Abraham, What were you thinking of that you did this thing? And here I would like to make a comment on the meaning of the word dabar. In the original we have had dabar which tells us that dabar is a much richer term than word or thing technically it should be translated as the scoop the matter at hand the subject we are talking about and when you link it as I did in my book to the root Deber Dabar that means also to manage and mainly a flock then the message is very clear. The Dabar is the management. Okay. So the word is not an empty word. It's a word in a setting. Let's go to the Roman household. The word of the pater familias is not just a word as you say it when you sneeze or when you say, hello there, and so no, it's a word uttered by the pater familias, who is basically a manager through his economos, who is the manager. Okay, I don't want to go on an aside like this, but it's already an invitation to my hearers to note that verse 10 of chapter 20, when they are reading, and more importantly, when they are teaching others. That's what I keep asking my students who never do that in the classroom because they want to sit down, play on their iPad, and then they know that ultimately I'm going to give them at least a B- and they are going to pass and they think they did it. And they think they are fooling me. That's the funny thing. No. I say it on the hope that at least one student every third year will take this seriously and will make a note on the iPad Genesis 20.10 to use it to teach others. That's what the teaching is all about. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.